This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915-Columbia and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Bar Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give you a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Bow your head. Here we go. WJBE, 1040 AM, 99.7 FM. Translator, W259AP. Powell, Knoxville. T to the B and U's, we welcome you to a Friday. We've got some new nuggets for you to uh, share and care on this uh, deal with Tennessee and the NCAA. Here's the deal about today. Um, What we're going to do on today's program is we're going to celebrate Tennessee and Kentucky. And when there's new news on this thing, I'll tell you there's new news. Now, I I do have a sense of where this is going, which I'm going to share. And then we're going to bring uh, the great Mike Huguenin in on Friday. So if you're on hold right now, you're not going to get on for a while. So just a little word of warning to you. Um, because we could talk this story to death regarding Tennessee and the NCAA. Today, over at tclub.team, great work by Orange Throat, who reset the board. Uh, essentially, and, and if you go there, this will be a, a, a really good uh, primer, primer, whatever term you want to use on exactly what's going on. And, and I've got where this thing is going, and I'll share that with you. Um, we've got terrific sources on this. Uh, trust me when I tell you that, and we'll share it with you. Um, extremely great sources on this, in fact. Um, so we're going to follow this together, as I told you, uh, as we do with a lot of these uh, Flashpoint-type stories, and tell you things that other folks won't uh, as we go. And we are going to um, a very much try and endeavor to keep you in the know one thing you must understand that has become crystal clear to me as i said yesterday and it's becoming crystal clear to me in the last 24 to 36 including the last hour or so as i've been on the phone leading up to today's program is that this is 100 percent this is 100 percent about tennessee's football season 2024 this is 100 percent about keeping the NCAA at bay. This is 100% about Tennessee having a viable opportunity to compete for a playoff spot on a roster that they've spent a lot of money on, invested a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in, in 2024. This is 1,000% about Nico. 1,000% about that. I, I cannot underscore it enough. Um, and, and there's there's going to be all kinds of uh, 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 noise around this. There's only about the other people joining the party. But truly, the next significant step in this, we're going to unpack here on the other side. And then Mike Huguenin's going to join us. And we're going to talk about it. But 
needless to say, needless to say, the next step in this thing we've got nailed. And I'll share it with you when we continue right after this. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. 
The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Columbia's own 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Triple Header returns on April 2nd at the Ridley Sports Complex. Columbia Central versus Spring Hill at 10 a.m. Then it's Columbia State versus UT Southern at 1.30. And at 5.30, the Lady Volunteers face off against the Memphis Tigers. Tickets are available online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Tickets are $10 and good for all three games. The Mid-State Classic, April 2nd. See you at the game. Hi, I'm Kurt Green. If you're looking for a great night of acapella music, all you've got to do is come out on the 24th and you'll see us at the Cherry Theater, 7th Element. And you will have such a great time. I'm hoping that all of the community comes out and supports this wonderful concert. It's at 6 p.m. I don't want you to miss it because you can find it so easily on Eventbrite. And just look for 7th Element in France. You're going to love it. Get your tickets today. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. TB, back with you. Absolutely outstanding. Friday, it's glorious outside. We've got a listener watch party scheduled for tomorrow night. At a corner 16, North Shore Pellissippi Parkway. I'm thrilled for that. I'll be playing some music tonight with with my Fountain City Ramblers. I haven't been with them in over a month. We had a couple de- uh, couple of uh, dates. If you want to go to Facebook for more on that, my Fountain City Ramblers, we're going to have a lot of fun. In the meantime, what isn't fun, what's never fun, is these entanglements with the NCAA while they last. Mike Hugan is going to jump in here and join us. And Bino Jeff Henderson is alongside, and Bino's been chomping at the bit to say something about this, and he hasn't been on since all hell broke loose. Uh, since we declared last week a perfect week with the commitment of the quarterback and the way the basketball team was playing and all the good vibes and all that stuff. Well, stick around for It's like the weather around here. At any rate, we here uh, always endeavor to go deeper and to further the story. I mean, it's kind of what we do. And we'll talk about things here before they happen because you deserve that. So here we go. A temporary restraining order. When Tennessee filed what they filed, the uh, state's attorney general, earlier in the week, I'm talking about the state of Tennessee now, a temporary restraining order was filed alongside of that. Now, that was sort of buried in the fine print, but that is what occurred. Also, a preliminary injunction has been filed as well. So the next piece of this that is to come, and it's very, very important that you understand this, is that a hearing for a temporary restraining order or an injunction is forthcoming. There was a scheduling conference 
last week, or last night rather, uh, with with the state, and we're going to find out what the dates for those hearings are, perhaps later today. So be on the lookout for that. You're going to see that, and that's highly significant. Here's why. In this case right now, this is really what matters. What Tennessee is attempting to do is Tennessee is attempting to check the NCAA before they even get an opportunity. If Tennessee is granted a TRO or an injunction, this will preclude the NCAA from stepping in and suspending NICO or suspending Tennessee's uh, upcoming postseason. Now, what you have to understand is they, the state, is going to have to show likelihood on the success of the merits, which means, which means Tennessee's got to show irreparable harm, um, which means if the NCAA is allowed to keep enforcing their rules, in this case, it's going to cause undue harm, irreparable harm to Tennessee. Basically, the state is going to ask that while this case is pending, the NCAA can enforce these rules on Tennessee. So a TRO or an injunction buys time. They've asked for a hearing next week to, uh, or a hearing to be scheduled last night. This will happen perhaps as early as next week. We will have more about this on Monday in our blog at tclub.team, where today we reset the board. But I want one thing to be underscored here in our reportage today, and that that this is 100% about protecting the upcoming football season. This is 100% about protecting Nico's eligibility. And, and if a TRO is granted, this likely will protect Tennessee for the upcoming season with Nico's eligibility because of the way these things generally move with the NCAA. That's, that's the belief at the state level. Um, the goal here, the goal here, ultimately, is to keep everybody in the boat. The goal here is to keep everybody in the boat. My belief, as I've gone further here, is that the NCAA does not think Tennessee suffered enough with what happened the last time with the Pruitt stuff with the Pruitt former fiasco, and it was a fiasco, but they ultimately don't like the fact that Tennessee is an 8-1 to pick to land in a playoff this year, and they didn't suffer enough. And they've got a superstar quarterback that they acquired in the midst of everything that was going on. And we all know what was going on, uh, the stuff that the investigation, and we're not going to go through that. But needless to say, the important piece in this is that last night in our state, Something went on the books. We're going to find out what it is, when it is, and that hearing is of the utmost importance in this piece. Now, I'm going to let Bino say something. I'm going to bring Mike Huguenin in, who I let listen to that. So we're all on the same page here. Bino, Jeff Henderson, your response to what we've seen here the last 24 to 36. Well, first off, Tony, I, I want to I want to thank you for the week. Uh, I I think you're at your very best at times like these uh, when when we need you the most. And appreciate your insight, appreciate your coverage, and appreciate the platform that you provided everyone during this time as you've always done before. Um, when I'm I'm admittedly pretty shallow, so when the game goes 
off the field and off the court into the courts, I'm pretty much out of my depth. And I'm also kind of miswired in that I don't worry about really important things. I'm kind of a sports worrier. Um, so I, I, I appreciate you taking us uh, through this time here. Um, and my worries, my concern's not that the NCAA will ultimately win because they won't. I mean, we've seen their bandy in the courts, and uh, Tennessee's brass has proven that they're ready to take this as far as it needs to go uh, to protect uh, protect their players, uh, protect the program, and, and protect themselves. Uh, I simply hate having to go through the aggravation of the NCAA throwing a Hail Mary, their last Hail Mary, and as usual, it's it's against us. Uh, I just hate that the fan base, uh, me a part of it, has to go through that again. Um, all that being said, I've never been more confident in or more proud of Tennessee's leadership uh, than I am right now. You know, the time comes when you're just continually attacked and, and all avenues for reason have been exhausted when you just have to start throwing haymakers, something we've never done, something I'm so proud that we're doing right now. Uh, and if we knock, if we're the ones that knock the NCAA out, uh, so be it. Mike Huguenin, from your perch, you somebody that spent time with The Athletic, the Sporting News, uh, the On Three People, uh, NFL.com, uh, low your four-decade career as I bring you in for our Friday chat. Your thoughts on what we're reporting and also just that we're here right now. Uh, I'd like your thoughts on this. Yeah, the, you know, I've said on your show for a decade, the NCAA's problems are all caused by NCAA leadership. It's a very reactive organization and not a proactive one. They don't do anything until they're forced to, and sometimes they don't do anything until three years after they've been forced to do something. Um, NIL is, as everybody has been saying, the wild, wild west. There is a prohibition in place, and I'll put prohibition in the air quotes, about using NIL as incentive to pay for play. Well, you know, everybody's doing that. Um, you can read story after story after story of talking to players, recruits about, yeah, I visited the school, I'm impressed, they have a good NIL program, blah, blah. So it's it's being done. And the NCAA already slapped Florida State with an NIL uh, NIL-related penalty. That had to do with the transfer. A teeny bit different there. And Florida's under investigation now, and so is Tennessee for NIL. Um I think there is no doubt but that NCAA member schools don't want it to be pay-for-play, but their actions don't necessarily follow their words. So here's where we are for Tennessee and Florida. Uh, I don't think anybody doubts that there was probably some illegal, and I'll put illegal in air quotes, stuff going on with the quarterback at Florida and the quarterback at Tennessee. That said, um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist like, oh, the NCAA is out to get Tennessee because they didn't get punished hard enough before. I, I, you know, I'm not going that that far. But it it is sort of bizarre that in an era when everybody is doing something, why why are why, why is Tennessee and Florida being and Florida State being sort of put in the spotlight? 
Um, I think you could go to, there's 134 FBS schools now because Kennesaw State's moving up. Uh, I would argue that 99% have some form of pay-for-play with NIL. So um, I think the idea that the NCAA will lose, no question in court. The problem is that uh, they, if, if, if people are cool with there being no structure whatsoever, which I guess basically what we have now, that's fine. Um, but I think that this is yet another step, and I'm not blaming Tennessee for doing what they're doing, not, on, not in any stretch. But, you know, there's a lot of people who are complaining about the wild, wild west aspect of college sports these days also are in the same camp as, I don't want players to be employees. They don't need to be CBAs for college players. Well, that's what's going to happen. got to happen. And the question now, it used, I used to think it was about 10 to 12 years away. I'm thinking now it might be like five or six at most away. I think so, two or three. I agree with you, yes. Yeah, and so, you know the whole idea that you know college football has always been a minor league for the NFL. I think that in five or six years, college football being a minor league to the NFL is going to take on a whole different meaning. Well, Hughie, so yesterday John Adams, you know, is on here with yeah. us. And, and and John and you worked several decades ago down yeah. in Jacksonville, and you each have had pretty long, distinguished careers since then. And we've kind of watched this thing evolve, and you and I have been doing business for 25 years and gotten to know each other, and down through the years, we kind of have each said, you know, at some day we're going to end up in this place. It's just odd that Tennessee's at this flashpoint. Yeah, you're right. It's sort of like the epicenter now. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're at the flashpoint. But here's yeah. the thing. I was told with somebody last night, Tennessee case, about this. Why Florida? Why Florida State? Here's what I was told. The NCAA went after Florida, who's just laying there now. Florida's laying on the ground. Their, their, their win total offshore is five and a half. They've got an embattled coach. They've got a uh, NIL collective that was slow to the deal. They had one dissolve and another one formed. One dissolve, and that and, was the and, one that was dealing with Rashada. Yeah. And so, th- yeah. all the stuff that came out in the news about Rashada's deal was like half the fan base was like, that's insanity. And the other half is, well, that's what you got to do. You got to do business now. So, yeah, that was a, there was a lot written about Rashada and a lot written about Nico. And so, I think that's part of it. A lot of this stuff is sort of pub, you know, quote-unquote public knowledge. Here's the I, difference, right? Yeah. Here, here's the di- Here's what I was told. Here's what I was told. Why Rashada? Well, he's not attached to Florida anymore, and he's going to talk. Nico's not going to talk. See, Tennessee's got, Tennessee's got Nico's family right now under lock and key. They're not going to cooperate with the NCAA. They're going to sit there. Why would they? They're unattached. I believe at the end of the day, the NCA would love to, to pry him loose, let him move about the cabin, and punish Tennessee that way. In other words, you did this work to get this guy. You paid this guy. But he's not going to play for you. I, yeah, I think I'm, I'm that's a... That much, go ahead. I, I think that's one step too far. Okay. I, I think the NCA and the, the you know FSU got in trouble for Amarius Mims. And that was extremely well reported as well. You had people saying, oh, yeah, if Amarius Mims is in Tallahassee, even though he's technically not in the portal yet. So it's almost like low-hanging fruit for the NCA. The problem is they're not going to win any case. So, But 
that sort of plays into the whole wild, wild west aspect. But then again, it goes back to the NCAA's let this happen. Yes. And after the fact, they're trying to drop in and say, well, you can't be doing that. Well, where were, where were the instructions before? It's almost like telling somebody, you've been speeding on the highway going 85 miles an hour for a year. Well, the speed limit is actually 70 now, so every single time you drove 85, we're going to send you, we're going to give you a ticket for doing that. Well, obviously that's asinine, but that's the way the NCA acts in a lot of instances. They, they're, they're like chickens with their heads cut off. It's, the organization is so poorly run. I think Charlie Baker has an idea of how to get things done. The problem is, you're too far down the road now. The NCA is not anything close to what it should be, and you're you're overseeing a organization that's on life support, and it's not going to last. So, other than to be a, you, other than they're, they're going to put on national championships for everything but FBS football. Um, it, it's it is a bizarre, bizarre situation with the NCA trying to enforce rules that every single school is breaking. Yep. And I, I, I truly think that the the reason they went after FSU, Florida, and Tennessee is because it was made easy for them with the reportage. Yeah, Blake Topmeyer talks about that. Tennessee also, was... I forgot about my... They already yeah. hit Miami, too. They got my And Miami was twin. out loud and, as well. All, and, all four of those schools right. Ruiz, were pretty uh, out loud with it. Yes. Right. John Ruiz, the Miami booster, yeah. was putting stuff on social media. Out loud. Right. With pictures of him. I bought these guys. With the twins. Right? Out loud, yeah. And, and Tennessee was pretty out loud about it. Um, you know, kind of a regrettable interview, which Blake Topmeyer talked about... Uh, he he thinks was a, a piece of this. Who knows? But the the important thing to keep in mind today is that Tennessee is fighting back. Is fighting and, back, and they're and, and they're playing beat the clock also right, on this thing. Lose. The NCA is not going to win a court case because now you got the antitrust stuff, which has been been. I've been like you said. I've been doing this for I, my first job was in 1985, so almost mm. 40 years. You heard back then from NCA people who were you know, sort of looking askance at college athletics even back then. You know, the antitrust stuff, one day that's going to get them. And, you know, that you had the TV deal and everything, mm. and that was a little bit antitrust. And here we are now, and they're not going to win. Mm. They're not, I don't care if it's an or, you know, I don't care if it's a organization you join on your own, like a, like a country club. Mm. You can't break federal law even if you're in a country club. So that's what the NCA is to an extent. And they're not going to win a court case. So instead of digging in their heels, the NCA needs to, for once, be proactive or proactive as they can be in this situation. Charlie Baker needs to say, "Okay, you know, forget all this stuff. Let's worry about what's going to happen in the future. And let's try to carve out a niche for the NCA to do something. But that they don't do that. That's not the way they think. Again, we're reporting that a TRO has already been filed, temporary restraining order has already been filed by the state of Tennessee as part of that case with uh, Virginia, uh, the state of Virginia that signed on. Also, they've filed for a preliminary injunction, the aim of which is to kind of play beat the clock with the NCAA here. Now, there's going to be a burden of proof on the state to show why you need this, to show why this thing would be injurious, 
and so we'll talk about those things when we get there. But they had a scheduling conference last night toward this end to find out what the dates will be. We expect the dates to be promulgated at some point this afternoon, perhaps. Uh, if not, probably the top of next week. And then we'll know something. We expect that this will occur in the next seven to ten days, something like that. Bino, Jeff Henderson, jump back in here. Go ahead. Mike, there are a couple of things different about this situation than any I've been involved with as a Tennessee fan. The first being the way that our administration has reacted to it. That being that they are just, they're, they're in, we're not going to take it anymore mode that I've never seen them in. The other that's even more surprising to me is always in the past when we had any kind of turmoil, whether it was a coaching change, whether it was Shiano, whether it was NCAA troubles, it seemed like it was us against the world. It looks like this time that a lot of the national media is on Tennessee's side rather than piling on. Yeah, I think that's because the, I think the national media realizes that, you know, the national media, the national sports media, uh, the NCAA has always been seen as, you know, it's, you heap scorn and derision upon them. Someone yesterday said, you know, when in the court, they're the Washington generals. And, and that's true. Um, and I, I think the two-facedness of the NCA has bugged people for a long time, even going back to the Prop 41 days or the mm. Prop 42 days. And the idea that I think also, I think there are media folks out there who truly love college sports and realize that the NCA has abdicated its responsibility. And the reason we're in the situation we're in with college sports these days is that the organizing body is inept, totally inept, absolutely, totally, unequivocally inept. And the idea that this bumbling organization is, you know, strutting around like it's important to an extent, that that antagonizes people, not just fans. So, but they they, they are. That's the bottom line is if they go to court, they're losing. And I don't know why that aspect doesn't override more of their decisions. Because if I'm in an NCA staff meeting and somebody brings something up, my first response would be, "If we go to court, we're going to lose." Well, what about if we go to court, we're going to lose? Well, not if we go to court, we're going to lose. So that should be the overriding theme of everything the NCA does from now on. Do we really want to draw a line in the stand? Because if we go to court, that line is going to be wiped out and we're going to lose again after spending eight or nine million bucks. But you so, know what? You know what, though? To your point, we were talking this out yesterday. Because that is where, inevitably, that's where you end up. If that's where this thing heads, the NCA loses. I, I think, Hughie, I think they want to get to court because they are begging somebody to obliterate this system so somebody will put some guardrails on it. That might be, but again, again we've talked about this too. Yeah. The idea that the NCAA and college administrators went to Congress. Exactly. That, you know, I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on. Exactly. The idea that you're begging Congress to save you should give you an idea of how <laughs> things are, I can't use the word, but they're, they're obviously messed up. They can't scratch because, your rear end and con. I mean, what are they, they going to do? They, they're they not going to fix anything. they got other stuff to worry about, and I'll be honest, if, if they're going to, 
they've had hearings on the NCA. They've had hearings on NIL, and then you read the transcripts, and you're like, yep, there is out of Congress people, ask, the congressional people asking these questions have their heads up their rear ends. They don't even know what they're talking about. So the idea that they're going to save the NCAA, it's just, I forget who it was yesterday, maybe it was Pat Forty, I don't know, but someone said it's time for the NCAA, the time for college administrators, rather, to sit down, realize the idea of players as employees, at least football players as employees, is coming soon. Let's forget everything else and focus on that. Of course, and, and, and let's have a union. I mean, that's the and thing. Collective happen. bargain, and then you can, you can have uh, a, um, you could have a cap. You yes, could you can, quit, quit burdening the fans with this nonsense. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, because you're burdening the fans. I mean. You know, uh, I, I think it was Dan Wolken who wrote a great piece yesterday. He said, imagine going to the NFL and saying to their fans tomorrow, not only do you have to buy your tickets, but you've got to pay for a PSL every year. First of all, they would snap at you for that, but that's what's done in college football. And then the third thing is, even though we're getting all this TV revenue, we want you to pay our payroll. What? What? As a fan now, you're paying for season tickets. You're, at, you're being asked for donations, and now you're being asked to pay the players. What? My reaction would be, what, you know, instead of spending $10 million on a coach and $45 million on a lazy river, how about actually making the, give, give the players the money? And let me go back to paying for my, my season ticket and maybe giving you 100 bucks to spruce up the gym what? or something like that. Right. Yeah, it's... it's, it's, it's 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 incredible. It'd be like Ford saying, "Yep, you bought our car, but now we, we want money every single year from you as long as you own that car, just just for the heck of it. We can use it any way we want to." Uh, it, it, on the way out, and I appreciate your time. Uh, any other any other final thoughts for us? Tennessee and Kentucky play tomorrow in hoops up there. It's going to be unbelievable. The game's going to be played in the high seventies to the low eighties. It's going to be nuts. But if you have any other final thoughts, let me let me have them. Uh, no, I think that you know his point about everybody, all the Tennessee fans uh, are on one side of this, and I think there's a lot of other fan bases agreeing with Tennessee as well, um, because I think they're realizing there. But for the grace of God, goes my team because I know we're doing the exact same stuff Tennessee did. Now let's you know because Auburn and Ole Miss, but, you know, come on, so. Um, but I would argue that one of the reasons they haven't been hit with anything yet is because it hasn't been as re- well reported. Um, but no, this is this is a, a, a tipping point, inflection point, um, and plus the idea that you know Jeff Hasley leaves an ACC job to become a defensive coordinator in the NFL shows where the ACC is right now. So you know this is the off season. And this is yet another gigantic, huge offseason for college athletics because, you know, college football, rather, because every offseason is the same now. I mean, it's big news on a weekly basis, shaping the future of the sport. You're the best, brother. Thank you. And, 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 as, and thank you. Thank you, Hugie. Have a great weekend. Much love to you. As, as, as Hugie Bino said, we're at the epicenter here. And the next step in this thing is this TRO and the announcement of this. And Tennessee, then the state, is going to have to go into a court law and show how this is injurious. 
And how they get there is going to be very interesting, but that's the next step here. And, and, and if, the, if they're successful in doing that, they're going to keep the NCAA at bay through the legal process. And again, you're dealing with the Washington generals. And for once in our lives, Bino, we are on offense. Not serious. The, the, you know, the potential of this thing, to lose that quarterback here, that would suck. You talk about taking the wind out of your sails, Bino. You imagine that? Oh, that that would be just absolutely awful, Tony. The, I, I I I don't think the NCAA can get there, uh, but uh, just just the thought of it, scary. Yeah, scary, 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 scary. And uh, you know, here we are, um, finally get things turned around yep, somewhat yep, after yep. wandering through the wilderness, and now they're after us because we're we're John Gotti because we didn't pretend. And that is what they're trying to do. They're trying to get Tennessee on like a federal tax charge. That's what this is. We're going to come back. Upon the continuance, I, I, I said, the calls are going to have trouble. We're going to have trouble with calls till our TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. If you want to hang and listen to the show, do so. But the great Rodney Woods joins us on the other side. Nobody, nobody wants tomorrow night's game more than the great Rodney Woods. And we will talk to him as we continue... On the other side, he is in he is in ground zero up there in Kentucky, a legend, a Hall of Famer in that state, a former player under the great Ray Mears, and he will break it down scientifically with us what we're going to see tomorrow. I want his thoughts on Connect, the Vols, why these veteran players have turned into spectators, what he would do to get them involved in this Kentucky team that plays defense like the NCAA does in the courtroom as we continue with more after this. It's the hottest post-game show on the planet. Garza Law. It's quarter fan reaction. Fan reaction. As soon as the final gun sounds, we're live. Hi there, Basilio Radio family. Jennifer Morris here with Keller Williams Realty, and I'm pretty pumped to join the TV crew. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, I'm here to help. I love our East Tennessee communities and take pride in working with my neighbors. Our region's a special place with special people, and it'd be an honor to work with you. Feel free to reach out at 865-694-5904 or 865-257-7897 or check out my website, nextmovesmokymountains.com. Hope to hear from you soon, and go Vols! Tony Basilio along with the great Mark Griffin. And we're here to talk about our friends at Performance Medicine. And Griff, their slogan, stay educated, stay healthy. That's you. Well, I, I really like to think that, Tony, and I'd like to give Dr. Rogers a lot of credit because I definitely want to stay educated and healthy and knowing that he's putting the time and effort in to make sure of my care, I want to encourage your listeners to put the time to learn and become educated and get to know Dr. Rogers and see if it can help with your health as well. And there's a really, really easy way to do that. In fact, they've got their own YouTube channel. You can see Dr. Rogers for himself with his staff. It's called the Performance Medicine Show over at the Performance Medicine Channel over on YouTube. Also, more information at performancemedicine.net. To our friends in North Knoxville, a brand new location over in Fountain City, now accepting patients. So many ways to reach Dr. Rogers. And like they say, stay educated, stay healthy. Performance Medicine, online, performancemedicine.net. 
TB here for Cedar Bluff Plumbing, a live and local company that's been serving our area for over 32 years and counting because every customer counts, and I mean, no job is too small. Cedar Bluff Plumbing just voted number one by City View Magazine because multiple plumbing experts are on call to serve all your plumbing needs. Chances are there'll be a plumber in your area when you call, and they won't send some salesman to your house. You're going to get a high-character, trustworthy, highly trained plumber who will serve you, not like some of these guys that look like they came off the set of America's Most Wanted. Cedar Bluff Plumbing is Basilio tested and approved and will go the extra mile for you because Chucky Mac is a servant of the people and my consigliere to the throne. Celebrating over 32 years of serving living volunteers. Cedar Bluff Plumbing. Call 588-4448. That's 588-4448. Cedar Bluff Plumbing. Basilio here reminding you that when you want to sell your extra tickets to the game, you don't want to give your life away online with all your personal information just because you want to sell a few extra tickets. Clark Moore at Select Ticket Service will gladly buy your extra game tickets and your extra parking passes. And the best part, Clarky Boy pays cash. 865-919-1016. 865-919-1016. Clarky Boy pays cash at Select Ticket Service. Clarky Boy pays cash. Basilio here, joined once again by the Kelly Boys, TK and DK Jr. We all love Smoothie King and want everyone to become Smoothie King for life. Tell them, TK. Almost 25 years ago, I walked into Smoothie King and haven't been the same since. It was lifestyle change for me, making Smoothie King a key part of my life. Delicious and nutritious. Never tasted so good. Now that they added smoothie bowls to their menu, they are made with acai or pitaya bases loaded with a variety of fruit, granola, peanut butter. Mm, my favorite, honey and chocolate. I love hearing you say peanut butter. Pops is telling the truth. Smoothie King has been part of his life as long as I can remember. And I share his passion for the good nutrition we get from Smoothie King. I can't wait to see what they do next with the bowls and some new items. TK and TK Jr., what a duo. And I'm going to make three, whether you guys like it or not, because I've been drinking Smoothie King for almost 25 years. I remember back in the day doing game day remotes when Jr. was knee-high to a grasshopper, Smoothie King on Cumberland Avenue. Say it with me, Kelly boys. Smoothie, Smoothie King. Delicious and nutritious. Basilio, man, you coming in late. Smoothie King, delicious and nutritious. Tony B. in the house with Josh Collins from the Collins Insurance Agency. Did you know that 80% of homes are underinsured? Shocking news to me, Josh. That's right, Tony. With the ever-changing price of building materials and labor over the past few years, homes are increasingly becoming underinsured. However, I can help you fix this problem. With guaranteed replacement coverage from Erie Insurance, you will have no limits to rebuild your home following a total loss at today's cost. You say no limits? That's right. No limits. Everything's on the rise today. What about auto insurance? That's skyrocketing too. Yes, sir. Did you know with Erie Insurance, you can put rate lock on your auto policy? No more worrying about your auto insurance rates increasing. The only thing that can change the price is if you change vehicles, drivers, or address. You are protected from any increases. So we're talking about big savings here. At Collins Insurance, we can do both of these things to protect you while saving you money. Customers that switch save $951 on average last year. Get superior coverage and still save money. Look us up at CollinsInsuranceTN.com. That's CollinsInsuranceTN.com. Then give us a call. Experience the difference. 
the Collins Insurance Agency. Annual savings based on customer survey, March 2022. Ported savings when switching from Erie to another insurance carrier from January, December 2021. Individual premiums and savings will vary. Cilio here reminding you that it's that time of the year. And my friends at FC Alliance Soccer want to introduce your child to the beautiful game. The right way, learning from the right folks. Elite Soccer League ESL registration is here. Registration's now underway. For more information, visit fcalliancenox.com. Org. That's fcalliancenox.org. Weekly practices with games on Saturdays. Flexible scheduling. Train coaches working with FC Alliance and a proven curriculum for your child's success. Ground level of the FC Alliance soccer community. More details and contact information on our webpage, fcalliancenox.org. That's fcalliancenox.org. Growing the beautiful game and teaching it the right way in East Tennessee. FC Alliance. So there are, there are, after all, games to be played. We are going to have a listener watch party. Tennessee and Kentucky are going to get it on, bang a gong, get it on tomorrow night up in Lexington. One of the great uh, basketball series of all time. We are shifting our focus to it. It's always special when these two teams take the floor. This era, obviously, Tennessee is an elite in college basketball. They were an elite team when the great floor general himself, uh, Rodney Woods, man the sidelines. He's lived uh, up in those parts. He's a Hall of Fame basketball coach in the state of Kentucky. He's a um, friend of this program. His son Peyton is a good man who lives in our area, loves our area. By the way, Rodney, as I bring you in, happy Kentucky Friday to you. I know this is a special day to you. And I uh, hope you and your family are well. And, and, and Rodney, what's Peyton into these days, man? Uh, Peyton's, um, he, is, uh, he lives in uh, East Knoxville. Uh, bought a home there two or three years ago. And uh, he runs, uh, he's general manager of a couple of the K-Brew uh, coffee and bagel shops. Uh-oh, i got to get over and check uh, him out. Yeah, he's close to uh, finishing uh, a Christian counseling degree, so that's probably what he's going to get into in the next year. But he'll finish sometime this spring, and I think he's already kind of tied in with one of the firms down there that he's going to work for. But in the meantime, he's been running this coffee, these coffee shops for a couple a couple of years now. If the NCAA doesn't leave the Vols alone, Rodney, I'm going to need his services. <laughs> but let's, without um, further ado, dive in. Tennessee and Kentucky, both coming off embarrassing midweek games. Um, when you watch the Vols play, Rodney, from a coaching perspective, the body language of that club the other night, and Tom Hart called them out on television. He said, these guys look mopey. They look whiny. Uh, they don't look together. Those are things you don't want said about your basketball team. Uh, and I know it's just one game, but those are things you and those are things you generally will not hear about a Rick Barnes team, but I think that's hard to argue with what Tom saw. Oh, I don't think there's any question, Tony. I've been I've been concerned about them for quite a while watching them. Uh, I just uh, you'd like to think that the older guys would be a little more mature than than I feel like that they're acting. And uh, you know when when you got two players that have been there as long as a couple of those guys, you're getting two and three and four points a night something something's not right elaborate what do you mean something's not right elaborate on that well i, I just 
I just feel like they're, you know, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if there's jealousy going on over connect, um, what, what's really happening, but I just, I just see guys standing around, uh, you know, offensively, there's no rhythm, uh, kind of, kind of started in the Georgia game. I felt like and uh, then the Vandy game for most of that game, it wasn't good. And then the other night, of course, was just a total breakdown and, uh, you know, connect is a, He's a great player, but uh, you're not going to win. You're not going to win championships with just one guy doing what he's doing. You've got to have other people contributing. Breaking it down with Rodney Woods, a man who found for the University of Tennessee Chris Lofton back in the day. If it weren't for him, you would have never seen Chris Lofton in a Tennessee uniform. Uh, so, kudos to him, a loyal volunteer who has a uh, in in his toilet in his basement has a Kentucky emblem. Uh, that he uh, uses quite frequently in a proper way. Uh, Bino Jeff Henderson, um, get in here with the great Rodney Woods. Rodney, it's great to talk to you again. It's been too long. Um, uh, Rodney, you you played with the best player in Tennessee history and arguably the two best players in Tennessee history on the floor at the same time. Uh, You didn't have any problem getting both of them involved. How... How can Tennessee get more people involved than we've seen in recent contests uh, with Connect on the floor? Well, I, I think first of all, uh, you got you got to have guys that their number one concern is winning, and everything else is second place. Uh, you, you've got to want to win, and uh, you know uh, I, I don't care how how upset you might be with something that's going on. Uh, why, why would you not want to play? Why do you want to look bad individually? Mm. Uh, you know, I, I never, every time I went on the court I, and I had some games where I didn't, I mean, we all had games that we didn't play as well, but you never wanted to look bad when you walked on the court. And, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not seeing that pride from a few guys like right now down there. I'm, I'm concerned about this team. Um, I, I really, I really thought that uh, earlier, I thought this mm. team was going to be possibly the best team that had ever been there. But uh, this, team, this team's this team got some issues. They've got to get ironed out and get ironed out quickly. The TLD Logistics Overdrive uh, Overtime Hotline, and we'll have one of those later, but the TLD Logistics Hotline getting a workout today, first with Mike Hugan and now with Rodney Woods, as we talk about tomorrow night's what is going to be a, just a great matchup in Lexington and two teams that both have issues at this point in the year. And, you know, Rodney, the thing about a season is that some people don't want to hear what you're saying, right? They don't want to hear that's not, not harmonious. But this is nothing, this is nothing new. I mean, you, you know, as a coach, that teams are comprised of human beings. Human beings all bring their preconceived, whatever it is, their baggage, your son's going to go into counseling, their baggage into this deal. Coaches at times have to be counselors. They have to be coaches. They have to work out these things interpersonally among their roster and kind of make it work. And in essence, this is what the regular season's about for these teams, Rodney, that ultimately know they're going to the NCAA tournament. Tennessee knows that. This isn't 15, 20 years ago where we're wondering. This is just kind of about working these things out at this point. Um, I mean, there is that, right? I mean, we that is kind of what the season's about when you're at this level, yes? Yeah, and the first thing first thing you got to do, uh, 
the, the most important thing to start start out any season and and if it crops up during you got to weed out selfishness mm. you can't ever you can't ever win if you got got anybody that's selfish you've got to you've got to do whatever and uh i think i i hope that's not the case but uh just the body language i see from some guys really really bothers me when i watch them play and uh they've um, you know that's that's got to be the number one objective uh whether you score you know, I remember I remember Coach Aberdeen talking to me, and it was kind of funny though the way it happened at first. When uh, my first road game as a freshman was at Georgia, mm-hmm. and uh, and he told me uh, he said before the game he's talking to me in the locker room. Of course, A.W. Davis was a freshman coach. Coach Aberdeen's over there, and he's going, you know, it's not going to be like high school. You're not going to score thirty a night and all that good stuff. And your job's to run the club. I can't remember. I had 32 or 33 in the first game. I don't remember what exactly what it was. But it was in the 30s at Georgia. But uh, that that never bothered. It never interested me or whatever if I've got 30 or if I've got one. The number one objective, is you're, what you're trying to do is win. That, that's what you're out there for. And when you don't have that at the forefront, uh, then then I think there's problems in any team when that's not when that's not everyone's objective and uh, you've got to you've got to find a way to push the right buttons to get guys to uh, sacrifice for each other and and uh, you know I, I like I love watching connect play but I don't like watching the rest of our guys standing around watching him play mm. and, uh, there, there's got to be there's got to be something there that's uh, that's not right the, the way these guys are playing and uh, a little bit of the I think a little bit of the luster of the game. Of course, it's Kentucky and Tennessee, but you know, two weeks ago, everywhere I went, people here were talking about that game. After Wednesday night, after Tuesday night and Wednesday night, not hardly anyone saying anything about it. It, it kind of, I think, it kind of knocked away just a little bit of that. Those two teams playing so poorly, you know, back to back like that. But I'm sure when it gets cranked up uh, tomorrow night, it, it'll be the same old Tennessee and Kentucky rivalry, and this Kentucky team can. They are much, much better offensively than they've been in the last few years. They can really score, and uh, they don't. Uh, defense is kind of an option for them most nights. <laughs> I, I hope, I hope it's that way again tomorrow. But uh, seems like when we have struggles, it seems to always be on the offensive end. It's rarely on the defensive end. Yep. And Kentucky is just the opposite. So uh, we'll see how that we'll see how that works out tomorrow. Yeah, they're, they don't look even close to interested defensively. Like, they don't even try, which you have to hand it to them. And if they, if Connect tomorrow night gets comfortable, he might go for 40 in that game, uh, which I'm not trying to be funny when I say that because the path is going to be there for him to do that. Bino, Jeff, jump back in here with Rodney Woods. Uh, Rodney, uh, Bernard and Ernie were two of the most competitive guys that I've ever walked on, on this campus. Um, but I, I mean, they were both New Yorkers. Did did you ever have to school them or any of your other teammates that that didn't grow up uh, in the in in the heat of this rivalry on, on what it actually is? Uh, a, a little, uh, you know. Of course, when when I was there, football you never heard anything about playing anybody except Alabama. That's all everybody mm-hmm. talked about. Uh, when it came to basketball, I thought that. The Kentucky, Tennessee, and the Vandy, Tennessee rivalry were both 
pretty much on the same plane with people. Uh, they, they, you know, everybody got excited about those two games. But you, you were talking about talking about Ernie and Bernard. Those guys, holy cow! We we couldn't have pickup games unless we put those two guys on the same team because if they were on opposite teams, it was going to be a fight every time we played because they both just hated to lose, even if they were just shooting a game of horse. And uh, they were ultra-competitive, those two guys were. And uh, when I played, you know, you couldn't do all the things you can do now. There were really strict limitations. Coaches couldn't coaches couldn't watch you in the off-season. They couldn't work out with you individually. And, and uh, it was kind of left up to the players. And, of course, being a captain the last year, it was kind of my job to put together pickup games every evening and playing in Stokely. And I'm sure the coaches were in a hidden closet up there with a little window to look through watching. But, uh, but uh, we, you know, the pickup games were just ferocious. It was crazy. And uh, that, I guess that's one of the things, that's one of the things that's bothered me a little bit about this team. I, I don't care if you've got a little bit of jealousy of some guy or whatever. That gone, if you, if you don't, you should love to win, and that should overtake whatever. And uh, every time you take the court, that should be the most important thing, it, however it gets done. Break, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Rodney, there are some in our fan base who are starting to subscribe to that Tennessee would be better off without Dalton Connect. Now, now you tell me when you would be better off as a basketball team without a guy that I think is player of the year thus far in college basketball. Uh, I, you're a coach. You, you tell me. I mean, can that ever be the case? If, if the guy, if the guy had a horrible attitude, you might be better off. But I've not seen anything like that. I've seen yep. a guy compete like a warrior every time he's out there. Yep. And I, I hope there's not something going on where other guys are jealous and they've just kind of shut down. I hope that's not the case. Um, I guess we'll find out here in the next few games. But uh, to say that we would be better without that guy, uh, you'd have to have your head examined if you felt that way. That's, that's, that's about the most stupid thing I've ever heard. And uh, because that guy, uh, if we were without him, we'd have about four more losses probably, maybe more. Rodney, on the way out, who wins tomorrow? What do you think? Kentucky doesn't defend. DK's going to have a big night. We need a couple other guys. If four Vols get in double figures, they'll win that game. Can it happen? Will it happen? What do you think? I think it can happen. It's going to take a heck of an effort. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not like Bino. I don't. I don't put any money on games. But uh, if right. I had to bet, if I had to bet on the game, I, I would say they'll split. I'd say that Kentucky will win in Lexington and Tennessee will win in Knoxville. Uh, I think we're. I think we're the better team overall, and if we played a series, I think we'd win more than they they would. And I think both teams will be intense tomorrow night because yeah. it, most competitors, if you're a competitor, you're a little more intense after a loss than you yeah. are a win, and you practice right. harder the next day than you do after a win also. And that, that's at every level, I and don't I, care, yeah, NBA, and, wherever. And to Bino's point, I would bet you that Dalton Connect within five minutes of that game is going to feel the intensity of that rivalry because there's something special about it, and it's going to bring out the best in him, I believe, tomorrow. And hopefully, it'll bring out the rest, of the best in the rest of those guys. They've been in, they've been in that game a long time. Yep. And uh, the big guy, the big guy's got to start putting the ball in the basket when he's two feet away. Interesting. <laughs> Thank you, Rodney. You're my man. All right.
Much love, much love to the great Rodney Woods, and my best to Peyton, who I'm sure is out there in Radio Land, who we love. I'm gonna take a do this. Hour two is coming up. We're gonna con- continue in the Kentucky Tennessee vein. I've got a guy that's gonna tell you some incredible stories on the other side. A VFL FL who lives in Lexington. Uh, he is going to make you laugh. And we're going to hear some, some a couple of great old war stories. But the time that the Baron got caught spying on Ray Mears and the Vols, this is good stuff. As we continue, hour two on the radio, we celebrate Tennessee and Kentucky. We've also broken some news this hour on uh, in furthering the story on Tennessee versus the NCAA. It's rivalry week here as we continue after this. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 
808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. This is Del Kennedy from Porch Radio. This afternoon, I am at Foodland in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. I'm speaking with Miles Johnson, who is your local grocer here at Foodland. He's got a number of specials here at Foodland this week. These specials are uh, contained in a circular, which is available in the paper or at the front of the store. And these specials will be on special from now until next Tuesday and next Wednesday, a new circular will come out. Miles, what's happening to Foodland this week? Well, this week we have T-bone steaks for $4.99 a pound, five-pound bags, Idaho potatoes, $2.49 each, food club beans or peas, two for a dollar, and Coca-Cola 12-packs, $5.99 each. There we go. And, folks, I, every week I just have to say it. This is the place where guys who grill and, I guess, women who like good meat come. They've got the best best meat department in Murray County, bar none, and it's always a pleasure to stop by and visit with the meat department. And they'll cut anything I want for me. Miles, have a great week. Thank you. You too. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. The Tennessee-Kentucky experience means a lot to me. It means a lot to you listening. It means a lot to Bino. It means a lot to a guy like Rodney Woods, who we just had on, because it is like born into him. Our next guest is another guy that meets that description. We were visiting yesterday, and then we were just visiting off the air a second ago, and former Vol Wes Kaufman joins us now, who is from those parts, who practices dentistry in Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, is a Vol. And Wes, I bring you on. Happy Kentucky Friday, happy Kentucky, Tennessee basketball weekend. This is special stuff, man. Well, thank you, Tony. It's good to be on here. Tell me, you were telling me your story. You had that dream as a youngster of one day playing for the Kentucky Wildcats. It didn't work out for you. Share the story with us. (laughs) Well, I grew up in a small town in western Kentucky, uh, and uh, that was before the TV games were on, and I, I grew up listening to Kentucky 
uh, play basketball on the radio with my great grandmother. She would keep score. And I remember starting at about four or five listening to that. And I always wanted to play for Kentucky growing up in Kentucky. But as I told you a little earlier, uh, they recruited a couple guys my senior year that they thought were better than me, a guy named Pat Riley uh, and a guy named Louis Dampier, who are both are in the Hall of Fame. So um, I was also being recruited by a lot of other schools, and I decided that if I couldn't play for Kentucky, I'd like to play against them. So I ended up playing in, in Tennessee. We were, I was there five years, redshirted one year. And uh, the five years I was there, we won five games, and they won five games. One thing that getting to know Ray Mears in, in, in my life, and what a blessing he was. You know, Ray is a, is a complicated guy, as we know, brilliant mind, incredible storyteller, um, just a lot of things. But he, but he was really good to me early in my radio career when he moved back to Teleco and would have me and my lovely wife at, at, at well, not at, at, at that time, at this time, but she, we would go down to his orange room and he would sit and tell stories. And you could tell, Wes, what the Kentucky rivalry meant to him. And he looked at us early and said, you know, I just determined that if we were ever going to move the bar here, we had to win our fair share against them. You're not going to win them all, but I had to win our fair share, and you were a part of that. What did it mean to you coming from where you were, being spurned by them, to be on clubs that that regularly beat them? Well, I mean, it was a great feeling. Uh, You know, that was my my favorite game of the year to play in. And uh, uh, so uh, let me just... Uh, start back when I first came there. Uh, Mears always talked about uh, the that Kentucky had set this the bar uh, had set the standard for excellence in basketball in SEC play, which was obvious. And he had a lot of respect for uh, Coach Rupp and for the Kentucky program. And he said, you know, uh, just like you you just said, he said if you're gonna if you're gonna compete uh, in the SEC, we have to be able to beat them. And that was our goal, and uh, he always said, strive for the best and act like you've been there. So, you know, uh, I can tell you some some great stories about uh, going up here or coming up here to play. In fact, I'm sitting on the University of Kentucky campus right now, um, just across the street from where where we played in Memorial Coliseum. So um, uh, a number of things happened. Uh, Would you like to... Please, I I would like... uh... I would like you to take me under wing. I will sit on your lap right now and share with us. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> well, as a, as a freshman, you know, we, we played uh, two games, and, and I guarded uh, Louis Dampier, and, and Ron Whitby guarded uh, Pat Riley. And uh, on the team as our freshman team, we had a really good team, a really great team, actually. Uh, we had Tom Borwinkle, who was a seven-footer, who ended up playing 10 years for the Chicago Bulls. We had Ron Whitby, who um, is probably the best athlete that's ever played in the SEC. He lettered in four sports at Tennessee, All-American in two, and played uh, three pro sports. He was an all-pro punter for the Dallas Cowboys. He played in the ABA on the American basketball, uh, ABA basketball, and then he played on the senior tour in golf. So 
we had a great team. In fact, in the 1967 SEC champ team we had, we had only nine scholarship players, and five of us were from our freshman team. So we uh, we had some great success while we were there. If you look at our record over the five years, that well, Ron was the only one that wasn't redshirted, so he was there four years, and the rest of us were there five. So we had some great success. And um, so being from Kentucky, and again, I mentioned the 67 uh, uh, SEC champ team, uh, I didn't start all the games. In fact, I didn't start as many as I sat on the bench, but I started the Kentucky game in Knoxville that year that we won the conference, and we beat them over 20 points. And on that starting team, uh, three of the five of us were from Kentucky, grew up playing basketball in Kentucky. And the other two grew up playing basketball at, at uh, Fulton High School uh, in Knoxville. Uh, Ron Whitby that I've mentioned, and then one of my great friends uh, until he just passed away recently, Billy Justice. So we, uh, we, uh, we were all very familiar with Kentucky and wanting to beat them. And several things happened uh, with the rivalry. Uh, uh, the first story I could tell you was that you know, we wore the orange uh, blazers all the time. And, of course, people hated that. The, the, the visiting, uh, when we played a, an, an away games, uh, they always booed us. But Kentucky especially. So the Coliseum where we played called Memorial Coliseum, which was the one before they built Rupp Arena, seated at that time about 11,000. And we had freshman games. And because Kentucky and Tennessee had really good freshman teams, the freshman game was completely full, sold out, and all the students were there. And we came up to the front of the Coliseum, and you can go into the Coliseum in two ways. One, you could go straight through the doors and down through the student section right in front of them on the floor to get to the locker room. Or you could go to a side door and go in through the side and go through and get in the locker room. So when we got off the bus out in front of the Coliseum, Mir said, okay, guys, what do you want to do? Well, Tony, what do you think we did? <laughs> Knowing him, we had ourselves a little parade, didn't we? We, we walked right in front of them. And it, 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 at that time, there was no – the students – got in they just got in until they couldn't get any more and they were sitting on the floor you could barely walk without walking on them uh, you, it, it, there was not a, as much restriction as, as today and so they were screaming and cussing and uh you know they thought they would intimidate us but all they did was fire us up which you know anybody who's ever played will tell you that you don't you don't mind all that and so you know we actually we won that game that year up here so that was a lot of fun. Uh, it, it, later on, they had to quit doing that because at one point they were throwing oranges on the floor up here. Uh, I, I can't imagine getting away with that now, but they would uh, throw, throw How sticky was the floor? How sticky was the floor, uh, Wes, when you guys were out there? Yeah, it, uh, well, uh, it, was, it was not fun, and you, you, uh, it, it was very dangerous. Uh, you can imagine somebody throwing an orange at you from way up in the top of the Coliseum and hitting you in the head or something. Were they hit players? Oh, they did some, yeah, but we, you know, we would get off the floor. Obviously, they, they did, it didn't last very long. They stopped it. I mean, they finally got out and stopped it. Of course, today, you know, you would they would have had technical fouls and 
a whole whole lot different then. But uh, uh, in fact, I I live here now and I play golf with a lot of uh, former UK basketball players, mm-hmm. and uh, they were laughing about that. They said, "Oh yeah, my buddies were up there throwing oranges at you guys. We loved it, you know." Have so, you ever met somebody that threw an orange at you? Anybody ever like a patient or somebody walked up to you or said, "Hey, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, he, yeah." He, yeah, he said, "Yeah." yeah. Several, several guys said, well, I was, I was there. I was throwing them. Yeah. So, uh, they, they readily admitted it. So they were proud of it, but you know, that just added to the rivalry. It, uh, luckily nobody was hurt, but, uh, that would just sort of gives you an idea of, of how they still hate Kentucky up here. So, I mean, still hate Tennessee when they come up here. So, um, and then a, a, a very interesting thing happened, um, one year, um, yeah. our our best player named Ron Whitby, who I've just mentioned, um, we were in warm up. We were actually practicing the day before. We were coming up and we were just running some drills. And uh, a guy cut in front of Ron and uh, didn't mean to, but it undercut him a little bit, and he fell on his wrist. And we thought it was broken. And, uh, so they took him to the hospital and, um, it's, it's hard to believe you can get away with this today, but we, we, uh, used another player's ID because we didn't want him being, because everybody knew who Ron Whitby was. So we took him to the hospital, had an x-ray. It was not broken. It was just badly sprained. So that was on Friday. On the next day we were playing, I think we were probably playing, uh, uh, four o'clock game, something like that. It was a TV game. And, uh, we were staying downtown at the Phoenix hotel and we're dry. We're walking down the street. I can remember it as if yesterday, Tom Borwinkle, Ron Whitby, myself and Bill justice. And Pat Riley is driving down the street. And, uh, of course, Pat always drove a, a red convertible. Uh, I, I think the NIL was in effect at Kentucky then, but, uh, anyway, he had a red convertible. He stopped and was talking to us, and he said, uh, Hey, Ron, how's your arm? And, and, of course, we were shocked that he knew. That was before the, you know, nobody knew, not even our, our wow. friends knew about it. So, you know, we, we played the game, and I think they beat us that night because Ron uh, played, but he really had to shoot left-handed most of the time, uh, and um, and they won the game. So, the next summer, I'm home playing softball with some friends, and one of the guys on the softball team was a guy I played basketball with in high school who was a year behind me who, who then was playing for Kentucky. And so I said, hey, uh, Gary, how, how did you guys find out about Ron Whitby? And he said, oh, Wes, we have a spy that sits under the stands there and has a flashlight and uh, watches practice and takes notes. I go, I go you got to be kidding. He said, no. So... The next year, uh, we come up here and we tell Mears. Mears didn't believe us at the time, and we wanted to. We wanted to uh, come out there and actually act like we were changing all our plays and everything. But he he didn't believe it. So my brother, who was the manager, and Marvin West. I hope Marvin West maybe listening to this. That's awesome. Uh, who is a, was a reporter, decided to go underneath the stands. And one, my brother went one way, and the uh, Marvin West went another way, and they came out of there with the spy, with his flashlight and everything. Now, I, I can't imagine what that would be like on ESPN today. Uh, 
but he did write an article about it. And it was in the Knoxville News Sentinel uh, back in 19-whatever, 67, 68. I can't remember exactly what year it was. But uh, anyway, that happened to us up here, too. So um, some interesting times up here in Lexington. So to the present day, what do you think happens tomorrow? I know you're going to be there. They don't defend. Tennessee has this incredibly great offensive player in Connect, but Tennessee's got these veterans that are having like a funky year. Um, what do you think tomorrow? <laughs> well, you know, I've watched I've watched uh, Kentucky play a lot. I've been to some of their games. But I've watched Tennessee play a lot, and um, it, you know, it depends on which team for each team shows up. If the Kentucky, if the Tennessee team that played Tuesday night against South Carolina shows up. I'm going to leave the game at halftime and go home. <laughs> um, but if the Tennessee team that that I have seen play most of the time shows up, it'll be. I think Tennessee can win the game, but they have to they have to show up and play. I thought we we uh, were standing around a lot, uh, looking a little confused. I, uh, we let them dictate the pace of the game, and um, uh, that that can't happen. Now Kentucky's going to want to score. Yeah. They're averaging ninety points a game, mm-hmm. so they're they're gonna they're gonna go up and down. They're giving up about eighty five. Mm-hmm. Um, if we score, uh, I can't imagine losing the game if we score over eighty points. I can't imagine. I agree but, with that because we're going to defend. We know we're defending. We don't know they're going to defend. It doesn't even yes. look like they try to defend. West, weird. Well, you know they they they've got great athletes, but the the guards the uh, one guard is. Uh, I'm, I'm losing his name right now. Mm-hmm. The Shepherd um, kid. The, the, that no, um, Shepherd. I've no Shepherd. Yeah. Uh, he's not a good defender. Not he, at all. He's, uh, and and Dillingham is not a good yeah. defender. The other guard. Um, uh, gosh, he's a pretty good defender. Uh, and uh, but you know the inside guys. Uh, now I will say this: the, pretty good. The, 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 the seven footer. Yeah. Osha something. Or Big another, Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been playing better, so mm-hmm. he's played better defense. So, so it should be a really exciting game. I'm looking forward to it. Wes Kaufman, you were a gentleman and a scholar, and you mentioned the late great Bill Justice, and uh, Mark Griffin was telling me that he had a chance to sit there at the end of Bill's time, and you were dutifully with him and loving on him. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing, and Mark was there, that's the kind of thing that guys that wore the same uniform in a program – can share with each other that you know fans like we're just not going to understand that there's a familial uh, rela- the, uh, bond that you guys have that's just a beautiful thing and i want to thank him for interfacing us with you i want to thank him publicly and and i want to wish you a great weekend i i think you're going to see a, a tennessee great performance tomorrow night well uh, tony i sure hope so and i appreciate uh, you having me on and uh, go go balls Go Vols to you, Wes. Thank you, buddy. All right, bye-bye. Wes Kaufman one more time. Okay, we've got some breaking news. So I was telling you that we were expecting the preliminary hearing date. Let me go back to our reportage so this makes sense to you, those of you just joining us. We, we said off the top today that Tennessee has filed, uh, when they filed their paperwork the other day, a temporary restraining order filed along with that, along with a preliminary injunction. There has to be a hearing for the temporary restraining order before one is issued, and the injunction 
they sought through a scheduling conference last night and thought they would find out what the date will be of the hearings. We talked about that an hour ago, about an hour and a half ago, kind of right off the top of the program that I... Well, at any rate, preliminary hearing has now been set for February 13. The next step in this is that the NCAA will has to respond to the temporary restraining order tomorrow. And you can expect Tennessee to respond on Sunday. And you can expect on Monday that we'll be covering this in real time. But that is what's occurring. And at some point, I'm going to have to get Marco Scars on here to, in plain English, explain this to us. But, Bino, needless to say, Tennessee is throwing it into the uh, into the courts where, as Hughie said, the Washington generals are your opposition. Yeah, yeah. We said the first hour they're bandy in court. They've got absolutely no shot once it gets there. And uh, it's pretty plain uh, from Tennessee's response uh, that they're going there and already. Yeah, that's right. And one of the things that we underscored in all this is you can bet your bottom dollar that we've arrived at the fact that this is 100%. If you want to think this is hyperbole, you go for it. But this is 100% about saving Tennessee season next season. 100%. This is 100% about the fact that Tennessee is going to be set to, on February 13, and we'll, we'll, we'll unpack this further between now and then with further reporting, but Tennessee will then have to show the merits of proceeding with a TRO, and that's where they're going on February 13. If they're successful, this staves off the NCAA. Tennessee uses the the our system of justice and our courts to stave them off. It's very significant, this development here. Tennessee's got to show that if the NCAA proceeds and if the NCAA is allowed to enforce what they see as their rules, which there are no rules anymore. The only rule right now is there are no rules, but they're holding on, as we know. If the state of Tennessee can show that irreparable harm will be done to their program, then expect something in their favor on Feb 13. But February 13 is the date, which I guess would be what a week and a half from the, from right now. What are we on Feb? Are we Feb two here? So we're talking about 11 days. Highly interesting developments. Highly interesting developments. We're going to continue on the other sides. So we're mixing up our coverage here today between the game that comes tomorrow which is really fun, by the way, and this NCA stuff, which really isn't. Obviously, the NCA stuff is pretty significant. We're giving you real-time reporting as it's occurring, and we will continue on the other side, breaking some stories today, as we will continue on the other side and uh, roll it back. We'll, we'll stay in our Tennessee-Kentucky vein, and then in our TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime uh, we'll talk about the events of the day, what's occurred, what it means, and go from there as we roll back on the other side after this. 
This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Celebrate love with Tillis Jewelry's exclusive Valentine's Day Pink Box Special. Surprise your special someone with an exquisite piece from our collection, elegantly presented in a charming pink box. Each box comes with delectable chocolates and is adorned with a beautiful white bow. My name is Jenna, and this Valentine's Day, let's make it unforgettable. Because when you choose Tillis, you're not just giving a gift, you're creating a moment that will be cherished forever. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace 
This is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. In Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM 101.7 FM. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Hi, I'm Kurt Green, and I'm with 7th Element, and we're going to be in the Columbia area at Columbia State Community College at the Cherry Theater, February 24th. That's Saturday, February 24th, and we would love for you to be there. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite, and just look for 7th Element and Friends. Concert's going to be at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., and you can find us at 7thElement.com, 7thElement.com. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. Tony B. back with you. Sorry about that. A little dead air on a Friday. Hey, a little dead air never hurt anybody on a Friday. Don't be afraid of your dead air. wonder how long we were having our dead air. That's wild. I just got up to go get some tea um, for the old throat. Not to be confused with orange throat, but I just got some tea for the old throat, and that's kind of the way it goes. Uh, as we were saying before we left, it's really, really going to be interesting uh, how this thing is going to go down. February 13 is the date, and that's the reporting that you're going to hear and see coming at you. Nico 
is at stake. Tennessee's 2024 season is at stake. And being a Jeff Henderson, our message is pretty simple. Our message is that it's significant, but also it's kind of heartening to see Tennessee fight like this. It is significant, though, but it is it is it's heartening to see them fight. You know? Yeah, I I uh, I've said off the top, Tony, that I'm uh, I've never been more confident in or prouder of our leadership, at the University of Tennessee than I am right now and in their response to this. And and it's good that they seem to have a high level of concern because it elicits the type of response that you need. Uh, you just got to take them to court. you you got to get them out of their comfort zone, which is, uh, which is they, can, they can claim anything they want to, and you're guilty until proven innocent. Get them in a court of law. Uh, where it's uh, it's the opposite, where you're innocent until proven guilty. So, I'm I'm really I'm really proud that that's the that's the tack that that Tennessee has taken. And as far as uh, us proving uh, how damaging this can be, uh, I think all we have to do is take a depth chart in there and show them what our quarterback situation is. That should be enough to win the case. You bow your head and you say his name because we're coming at you here. We're, we're we're mixing our metaphors. We're mixing and imagining. It's Tennessee versus Kentucky. It's Tennessee versus the NCAA. It's all happening in real time here. We're breaking stories, shaking lakes and rocking docks and all that good stuff. A guy who has um, been with us down through the years, who I love him because there have been years in the past where Larry Vaught of Vaught's Views will come on here, uh, who does radio, does has his own blog, wrote for years and years, and has covered the Cats for forever in a day, and in my book is a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Um, but Larry Vaught calls it like he sees it. He calls balls and strikes. And, um, and, and when I look on his blog, he's just one of the coolest dudes to ever live. You look at some of the photos of him, you just know this guy's living his best life. <laughs> And Larry Vaughn, que pasa, amigo. Hope you're well. Boy, what up? You know, the other night, here, here's a funny story. If you'll appreciate this. See, the other night, I'm on the air post game on our Garza Law uh, post game show we do. And I'm fielding calls people going, we're going to get killed in Lexington. We got no chance the way we look to know. And then Kentucky goes out 24 hours later and throws up a stinker for the ages. I mean, what in the world was that from these two teams this week? Yeah, I, I, I know one thing. I'm tired of drama. I'm tired of the BS and the drama. I know you're dealing with it in Tennessee. They're dealing with it here in Kentucky with some of the stuff going on with the basketball team. Offensive coordinator, he's leaving. He's not leaving. Now it looks like he's leaving right before they're getting ready to have their big junior re- recruiting day. I mean, it's College sports is not a lot of fun a lot of days. All right, tell me about the OC. Tell, let's talk about the breaking news. Go ahead. Well, Liam Cohen, apparently, even though I got a text from Liam saying it wasn't official, didn't say he wasn't going, just said it wasn't official, is going to be leaving Kentucky to go to become the play-calling offensive coordinator at Tampa Bay, where he'll be reunited with Baker Mayfield, who he worked with with the Rams. So Liam was here in 2021 and won 10 games. He left to go back to the Rams, came back in 2023 because he wanted to plant roots 
get back in the college scene. It's more fun. He's going to be here for a while. His wife and him love Lexington. And now, and, and also, and he was part, I think, of the offensive, uh, offensive line coach who got a contract extension in December being fired in January to hire the offensive line coach at Alabama who lost his job and because Liam wanted to work with him. And then now <laughs> Liam looks like he's headed off and you've got these transfers that came in to play for Liam. You've got high school guys what that a- signed in December to play for him. Yes. So um, it's, I, I just don't like any of that. And now you're hearing on the basketball team, well, maybe some guys are going to play Saturday night. Maybe they're not. I mean, who knows? Huh? I mean, Tell me about yeah. that. What's going on? Well, there's no uh, no definite word yet on whether D.J. Wagner and uh, Justin Edwards are going to play. Supposedly they're injured, but there's some scuttlebutt going around. That's some other things. So I, I don't know. It's it's just a mess up here right now and not a very fun time to be around. So, And, of course, John Calipari has quit doing pregame uh, media sessions. He doesn't do those anymore. He just sends out an assistant coach or sends out a player or two that has to face all the questions and all because he he doesn't do that anymore. So we really don't know what is going on there. So it, it's just a uh, weird time up here right now, Tony. You've had enough, and I've had enough. Cause I'll tell you, you what. You after, the, right. after the after the after the last couple of days in this NCA stuff, and we just kind of broke a story a little while ago, but. Because um, Tennessee's got a, a temporary restraining order, uh, and they've got a hearing set on February 13, and and we're gonna get we're gonna get to the bottom of some of this stuff that's going on. They're gonna try to head it off at the pass, but in the meantime, Liam Cohen's leaving Kentucky, and in the meantime, you're making it. And I'm not gonna put words in your mouth, but the drama that exists in the NIL era on these coaches. Because you're dealing in an undefined, you're a professional, but you're not, but you are, but you're not. And you have a contract, but you really don't. And we can't call it a contract, so I can't hold you in anything. And so now I've got a deal where if you don't feel like playing, you really don't have to play. And if you do play, you don't have to play all that hard because you've already gotten paid. And then you're jealous of this guy because he's making more money than you. And then you go back to your collective and you want more money. And this is the system Larry Vaught that they've created. Meanwhile, they're going back after Tennessee's football program, and all I want to do is talk about the damn Kentucky-Tennessee game. That's why you were brought in on here to talk about that, but instead, we are left to focus on all this other stuff that's on the periphery, and I would like somebody to tell me that's good for these sports, Larry, because it can't be good for these sports, can it? No, it's it's just horrible. Like I've been, I'm in my fifth, I've completed 49 years three months into year 50 now and it's just it's just not much fun i mean i can see how fans get discouraged i can see how a guy like liam cohen decides hey this college stuff's a mess i want to go back to the NFL. exactly i mean bad but i i do really do understand the thinking that could be going through his mind but and then like i say you you see the turmoil that goes on with basketball team i mean there's Every team in the country is, is losing games, but it's easy to see because there's a lot on the minds besides what goes on, on on the court. And I mean, and now you have high school seniors and juniors that are contemplating, well, how much am I going to get when I go? And do I need, do I, if I'm a junior, do I reclassify? Because I can I get more if I go next year than if I wait and go when I'm supposed to? Because they might. Be, I mean, it's just a, a mess, and it doesn't make it a whole lot of fun. And I sympathize with coaches to a certain degree, but they. I mean, it's it's just a mess. I don't know when it's going to get any better. And like I said, all the Kentucky for the last three years, the, the basketball there, really yes. the last four years, has had nothing but drama. It's it, a circus. It just gets, it just it's a circus. Old. Yeah, and the other night, 
The head coach that's there, and I know he's done this in the I know he did in March and it infuriated people. But he basically said when the when the fan base is in total pain, I just want to go home and play with my animals, you know, play my dogs. But I think he said that the other night. I mean, what's what's this guy doing? Is he yeah. trying to aggravate people? Yeah, I think sometimes his mouth goes off when his brain catches up. And I mean, I understand he I think he was just trying to say it was a tough game, everybody but I mean, there's probably fans that are making the three hour drive home that are listening to that too, thinking, Whoa, wait a minute. You're sitting there and making nine million dollars a year, and you're tired. And I've drove two hundred miles to get to the game tonight. And at eleven thirty, I'm driving home. Or I spent this money to take my kid to the game, and you're no, it, it didn't sit very well at all. And then to go through all the decisions that he made, and I thought that he, he tried to explain why he did certain things, and that's okay. But then to come back out and say, you know, if they work, everybody thinks I'm really great. Well, you need to say when they don't work, maybe I should have rethought what I was doing. But that's just not something. That he does right now, and they are they are staggering into this game Saturday night against Tennessee because they have not played. They really should have lost three in a row. They should have lost in Arkansas. They got lucky that they won that game. South Carolina, they were not even really competitive there. And then with with Florida, I mean, they're, they're up four points in the last minute in Rupp Arena and get beat. That never happens. I just saw the ghost of every UK player that ever played there rolling over thing, and that can't happen because. I mean, normally the last minute the whistle's pretty friendly, but the whistle didn't matter. Kentucky didn't make it have to matter because they didn't make any, any plays to impact the game. They just let Florida do what they wanted to. And a guy that makes seven three-point shots gets wide open to take the shot that just kills you. Bino, Jeff Henderson, jump in here because Larry Vaught is like breaking news on here, talking about stuff that's going on that I wasn't aware of. We're buried in our hole, but... Everybody's got drama here, so welcome to Peyton Place, Beanstar. Get in here with Larry Vaught. <laughs> Larry, I, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but it, it just illustrates the change uh, that you're, you're talking about. Here's Kentucky that has vaunted recruiting class after recruiting class. you got Rick Barnes, who's one of the great program builders in the game. And uh, tomorrow night, your best player is going to be a guy that came from Illinois State, and ours is going to be a guy that came from northern Colorado. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it would be really neat if they just let them both guard each other so they could both just go off for 50. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll say this. Like, watching that Kentucky bunch here night, and you and I were talking off the air, I mean, they defend. I don't even know what, what that looks like. um it looks like Dan Issel and the old Denver Nuggets back in the day with Alex English and those guys back in the old NBA. Or, like, guys, it looks like a midweek NBA game played up in, like, Portland, Oregon. Nobody's watching. Who cares? Let's not defend. Who cares? I mean, what in the world? And do you think the, the conditions will be right for Connect to have a big night? Oh, heavens, yes. As long as he gets off the bus and he's healthy, heavens, yes. I mean, everybody else that's been a good player has had a chance to have a big night because you know Kentucky's not going to change anything. They just don't make any changes on defense, and they just don't have anybody, I think. They've got one player who might have might be able to guard him, and that's a Duke Fierro, and he didn't, he didn't play an SEC game until last week. He played his first game, and then – I think it looked like he re-injured his back again Wednesday night. Mm. So I, with the way he looked, he didn't play the end of that game. And with the way he looked like, the way he was grimacing and all, if he's able to play, he won't be able to play much. He's the only player that they've got that could match up with him because, I mean, you might think about putting Reeves on him, but I don't think they can probably change getting Reeves in foul trouble. So I mean, they just have to hope his, his arm wears out. 
that he shoots so much he just gets tired. His arm just goes numb or something. Might be the only defense they have against him. I want to go back to something you said earlier because we're, we're talking about it's like a fecal storm up there right now with the Cohen news and he was going to grow roots. Maybe he's just maybe he's a fast grower. Maybe he was like a quick grower <laughs> and, and he accomplished that in a year. But anyway, the Kentucky hoops that you mentioned two guys and you're like, look, now we're getting word that these two guys might not go tomorrow. Is this injury? Is this suspension? Is this these guys pouting? What what what's the root cause here? Well, I, I don't think it's suspension. And 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 Wagner's had a, had an ankle injury earlier in the season and 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 missed the game, but he'd been playing just fine and was certainly fine at the end of the Arkansas game. And then he comes down hurt, and then so before the, the game against Florida, Justin Edwards has just not been near the player that everybody anticipated that he would be. He just hadn't been a guy that looked like the best player in the recruiting class and potential top 10 lottery pick. He just hadn't played that way. And supposedly before the Arkansas game, he hurt his leg, and he had to take him out of the starting lineup because he hurt his leg, but he didn't hurt it so bad that he couldn't come off the bench and play. I guess setting the first five or six minutes of the game got extra therapy, and you're able to come in and play after the game got started. There was some kind of magic something that they put on him. But now he's out again on Wednesday. Then he couldn't he couldn't come off the bench on Wednesday. And now his status for Saturday is kind of unknown. He's one guy that might have been able to chase connect around a little bit, but I don't know. He probably might not want to have to do that. So my guess is he may not be his his leg may not be ready to go again against the ball Saturday night. So it's like a little bit of both, basically. Because that's what you're yeah. dealing with. And that's what the, in this era, people don't want to hear this. But these coaches, especially in hoops, have a nearly impossible job in this NIL era. It's just it's insane what they have to put. Yeah. Now, they make huge money, and I'm not crying for them. But it is like it's, it's daycare coaching, and it's borderline pickup basketball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it was, what it's turned into with Kentucky. It's just, let's see how many we can score, and if we can score more than you, that's what we like to do. And they just have, uh, have just seem to have no interest on the defensive end, on any consistency, which is just kind of mind-boggling because they got three seven-footers, so you should have rim protection. You've got mm. terrific athletes at every position. You've got depth. And how, and, and, and in fairness to John, most of his career, he's had really good defensive teams. But this year, it just seems like, I mean, Tony, I believe you could beat the majority of them off the dribble. Mm-mm-mm. I don't believe that, Larry. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just been mind-boggling for, for a team that you thought was going to be really good. And what is really strange is that I think Reed Shepard overall has been better than what you would ever have expected. But I think Rob Dillingham has been a little bit better than what people were expecting, kind of based on some of the things you've heard about him. And Yugano Oyenso, the big guy, yep. has been far, far better now that he's got back healthy. But your three top recruits, Wagner, Bradshaw, and Edwards, none of them have been nearly as good as what Weird. you thought they were going to be. So, And then Antonio Reeves has been really good, too. Oh, he, he's been by far their best player on both ends of the court. Uh-huh. He's scored. And he's probably their best, I kind of hesitate to use the word best, but he is probably their best perimeter defender if there is such a thing on this team. I love that kid. He played for me any day of the week. And, you know, the the thing about um, the Kentucky deal 
is that a lot of times with these kids, you don't Kentucky fans don't get to see it till they're in the NBA, and he's and he's loaded up a class of guys that are going to go in the first round again, but they're not utilizing it on the pro level. I mean, my guy Maxi, who I love, okay, yeah. I love him. That kid, that smile that kid has on us, he's the only reason I tuned the Sixers in. And he had 51 at Utah yeah. last night. 50 freaking one. Did you think he'd be that kind of player in the NBA? I thought he had a chance because I'd had a chance to watch him some in, in high school. And I thought at UK he became kind of a system player. Yeah. And I thought when the game got a little more free-flowing, he would be good. Now, I think he could be this good. No, probably not. Yes. But I thought he would be a much better player than what a lot of people maybe thought he would. And one, he's such a great kid. You knew whatever team got oh, him. That was smile. I love just him. love him. And, oh. and now, he's, now he's headed to the All-Star game, which is really, really cool. I'll tell you, when he was a – when he had signed with UK, he came to play to – kind of a showcase tournament in, in Kentucky in December, came with his team, and I went down to watch. I played a couple of games, and on the, the first night, oh, maybe he scored like 37, 38, and his dad told me if I wanted to come watch him the next morning, I could come on out and watch. And, he, and I said, well, maybe I will. And he said, what? what time? I said, well, we're going to shoot at 7. And the game, he get over to 11.30 that night, and they played again, and he was back in the gym shooting at 7 o'clock the next morning, and I thought, man, this kid just has something you can't coach. Yeah, and... When athletes decide, you know, that's how this Connect guy is. Connect uh, every night goes to that gym from 10 till midnight 30 and and plays and shoots shots every night. Like it's a seven-day-a-week thing with him. And he has been an absolute revelation. He has been so much fun to watch. Larry, you're so good at this down through the years, predicting the winner in this thing. And some years you make those Kentucky fans, I know they go at you on Twitter when you come, where are you going to go to the show and say that? Where are you going to air laundry? What, what happens tomorrow night? What do you think? Well, I think Tennessee's going to come in pretty desperate because I think the, the loser of the Kentucky-Tennessee game, I don't think, can win the, the conference. I just don't see any way that they can. And, yeah, I know Tennessee's coming off a bad loss, but Kentucky's coming off three bad games in a row. Kind of got some drama around them, and they have certainly shown they're beatable in Rupp Arena. So my pick would be Tennessee. God. Larry Vaught, if folks want to find out more about what you do, uh, your broadcasting, the other stuff you're involved with, tell them about it. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at ThoughtsViews. You can go to my website at ThoughtsViews.com or YourSportsEdge.com, and you can uh, read me in various papers across the state. Brother, keep keeping on. I love you, I appreciate you, and I wish you a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Well, I will. And, oh, and by the way, I forgot I forgot to tell you that uh, your, your guy, Gerald Mincy, has already said that, you know, just forget forget it when Kentucky comes down to Knoxville on November the 2nd, and that's going to be a walkover for Kentucky. So I don't know if you knew that. Well, it's better just get ready for that one because he's already talking about it. Here's a message to relate to Gerald. If he's on the field, we've seen his act. Somebody's <laughs> going to get walked over, and it's probably going to be him. <laughs> So you have a cool one, brother. Thank you. Good talking to you. I mean, Gerald Minzy's out there talking. You talk about you talk about writing checks that you can't cash with your mouth. Come on, man. I got to get back into this uh, February thirteenth. The significance of it, where we're going, what's going to happen, the reportage we've done today, uh, and Bino. It sounds like they've got an absolute mess. It sounds like we've got 
Kentucky's got a mess on their hands with hoops. Yeah, you can uh, you can bet whatever's going on, they'll put it aside for one night. You get their absolute best effort. You got that right. Who do we say that about earlier? And that's right. That's right. Because the other night, both those teams looked a little bit checked out. They will both look. They will look a little checked in. They will look a little checked in. In fact, both teams are going to look a lot checked in tomorrow. In my humble O-Pin-Yone. There's a couple significant developments we're going to talk about. Brandon Marcello has brought word of one of them. And I'm going to further our reporting. In the meantime, to the radio listener, I love you. Tclub.team is where you find the rest of our fun. We will do a TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime if you want to get in. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.